welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime you need support. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au Hello and welcome to the Your Health Matters podcast. My guest today is Jackson Halberg. Jackson is the founder of The Nurse Break and he's a registered nurse. Hello and welcome Jackson. Thanks, Mark, for having me. It's great to be here. Great to have you on the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Jackson and his career today, and we're going to talk about the nurse break and why he started the nurse break. But fundamentally today, this podcast is around the important issue of support for nurses, midwives and students and what form that support comes in and why I would encourage any nurse, midwife or student to access support whenever they need it. And nurse and midwife support is all about just that where the National Support Service for Nurses, Midwives and Students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can contact us anytime for any issue you need support for. 1-800-667-877 or via the website nmsupport.org.au. So if you're out there and you're feeling that you just need to talk to somebody, please give us a call. As I said, 24-7. So Jackson, enough about us. What about you and your career to date and the nurse break? Well, yeah, I guess firstly, thank you for having me. And also thank you for being my guest yesterday on the nurse breaks interview live Q&A. It was great to sort of get your perspectives as well on what you guys do. And I think what you guys do is, is pretty, pretty important and everyone should know about it. To be honest, I didn't know about nursing midwife support when I started um, at university and even though it was existing. So yeah, it's good to hear that you guys are spreading the word and I can also help spread the word through the nurse break. So yeah, I'm a registered nurse. Um, I've been a nurse for, I started in my grad year in July, 2019. So I'm a baby nurse based in Victoria. Nursing for me has been a very interesting journey in the last two years. I've Uh, My graduate was in trauma orthopedics, uh, then I went to gen med, which I absolutely unexpectedly loved. (laughs) And um, now I'm finishing 12 months in in pediatric and an adult emergency. And uh, through all of that, I've, as you mentioned, started a platform called The Nurse Break, which uh, started originally, to be honest, out of a desire for, I thought there was a lack of information for students and graduate nurses there was a few Facebook groups with lots of questions going on and there was no platform which sort of put it all together and was really like a support framework. I felt grads and students really just had their peers, which are also very important and just the universities to contact, but there was no, no platform that sort of brought everyone together um, because students nationally sort of experience the same sort of issues. So yeah, that's the most sort of started out of, a desire to create a platform for students and graduates about two years ago and yeah, rapidly sort of transformed into something that's a bit bigger. And I think it sort of showed that everyone wanted to sort of have a community. So yeah, 
Well, Jackson, I have the greatest admiration for what you've done. I mean, honestly, if you want something done, I reckon ask an early career nurse and they'll make it happen. (laughs) So it's incredibly inspiring. And to create this early in your career, when I think most people are, you know, just working out the lie of the land in relation to their work and nurse and you know shift work and you know the change in their life you're actually doing all that but you're also you've created this community so can you kind of talk a bit more about your motivation for wanting to do that was support wanting to provide support to nurse and midwives part of that motivation yeah, totally. There was a, uh, I hope she's okay with mentioning her name, but Laurel Upton is a trauma nurse and she's been a trauma nurse for 20, um, I think 25 plus years now at the Alfred. And she may not know it, but she was the reason why I probably started the nurse break. She had such an amazing story. She was probably my favorite educator as a student. Long story short, when I left that placement, all the knowledge and wisdom that I'd got from her would have just got lost. No one else would have got it. So I was like, I need to capture that sort of you know, their experiences. So it sort of stemmed out of a way to show graduates and students sort of the different types of nursing you can do, capture the the wisdom of so many of the nurses that have been around for quite a while. And yeah, it sort of just grew from there. Yeah, well, it certainly um, looks to me like there it's taken on a bit of a life of its own, Jackson, mm. but I know that you've got a whole philosophy around it and you've got a whole a lot of nurses and midwives who are guest bloggers and um, administrators on your Facebook page. So that must take a lot of time, big commitment and lots of support, I guess, for the crew that are, are supporting you. Is that the case? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, it was initially, I guess, a one-man show and I was sort of just trying to do it all myself. And I realised that it's not about, I always knew it wasn't about men and that's and um, it's really just about giving a platform for Australian nurses and midwives to, or nurses and midwives working in Australia to share their careers. There was no way for them to do it on like a collaborative scale. So there's lots of different hospitals and health services where they interview their own staff Um, And you can get little bios about nurses that work there, but there was nothing that sort of brought everyone together. So some, one thing that I have done is I've in the Facebook group, for example, I've got 15 nurses from junior to very senior and they help moderate the group and sort of provide guidance for both myself, each other and everyone in the group. So it's about 11,000 nurses and students at the moment. So it's a really safe, transparent place where people can ask questions. They can connect with each other they can learn. We have clinical questions. We have so many different types of anything you can think about nursing that's relevant in Australia is asked in this group. And then separate to that, in regards to the content, I started reaching out to health services. So rather than just have health services, you know, promote their nurses in a little Q&A on their own website and not many people would see it. I have started collaborations with the health services to showcase their nurses sort of on a more open, transparent scale. So everyone can sort of, um, you know, learn about the different types of nurses are there. So it's really just all about collaboration, creating a community and everyone to support each other. And that's sort of, that's my goal really. Great, Jackson. I love that story about your nurse educator, Narelle, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laurel, Laurel. Laurel, Laurel. So a big shout out to Laurel if you ever listen to this podcast. 
thank you very much for doing the work you do and all the nurse midwifery educators out there that support graduates and early career nurses and um, um, you do incredible work and I think your support is really integral to the careers of so many of us so thank you very much and I know all nurses and midwives have stories around mentors and educators and people who have inspired their careers. I certainly do. I've tapped several nurses over the years on the shoulder on the shoulder, and said, hey, you know, can I buy you a cup of coffee? I really love what you do and I'd like to talk to you about how you got to where you got to. And without exception, those people were in were incredibly generous with their time and their wisdom and their guidance. So I can't underestimate the value of mentors in nursing, both formal and informal. And I see that as a fun, fundamental form of support. Have you, apart from Laurel Jackson, had other mentors to date that have in, might not even be a nurse that have inspired you and supported you to get you where you are at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I think the reason why I became a nurse was because of a few sort of nursing role models. I was volunteering with St. John Ambulance at the time and I was meeting, I didn't think that nurses were guys, you know, I was naive when I started earlier on before I considered nursing and I was starting to see all these guys who were doing nursing and also these amazing women who were doing nursing. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. It was sort of a toss up between paramedicine and nursing and nursing was sort of the fit for me for a multiple multitude of reasons. But yeah, I think the mentors, the sort of early mentors for me were the nurses I met through St. John Ambulance. And then from there, one of my educators, Laurel, of course, and then there were some of the other nurses. I think the nurses for me that the mentors were really just everyday nurses on the ward who were willing to not view you as a student and rather view you as a future colleague. And, you know, they'd put the effort into really try to teach you something and they'd they would invite you to sit with you in the tea room sort of thing so I think for all students would resonate with that is sometimes you can feel and I mean I experience the opposite of that as well the nurses who really are just open transparent friendly can be um, mentors just in in its own right I mean I've had mentors who are you know in senior leadership roles as well I would call yourself you Mark I'd call you one of my mentors as well I think mentors can sort of come in different shapes and forms for me it's there's probably less senior nurses who are my mentors rather than just nurses who are you know maybe a few years ahead of me and they're, they're doing something really interesting I think for me during the nurse break I've had a unique experience is that I've been able to meet and interview and talk with nurses from across Australia doing some things you didn't realize you could do as a nurse and um, there's just so many interesting careers interesting people and I think just in vicariously through that, I've just met so many people who are also mentors and they're willing to sort of provide positivity. They're willing to sort of become a role model, sort of show you, you know, how they do things and, and what's right and wrong. And it's really interesting, um, some of the people I've come across. Thanks, Jackson. I think they're really important points. And I think part of that is um, 
inspiration and being inspired to be the best nurse or midwife that you can be. And I said this last night in the Q&A, it's about us as a community of nurses and midwives lifting each other up and supporting each other. And if someone falls over or we see them struggling, that we don't leave them there, that we mm. tap them on the shoulder and we, you know, we say, are you okay? Or do you want, can I buy you lunch? Or do you want to have a chat? Because they just don't seem quite quite right and so that in a way nobody then is left behind and everyone is looked after and cared for because as nurses and midwives we're in the business of caring for people so mm. I've always found it curious that we wouldn't actually look after uh, each other or ourselves and I think for the most part we do despite you know some of the issues around bullying and harassment in the profession um, mm. and I think underpinning all that is uh, a culture of support and that's really what we're talking about here today is the importance of support in all its forms and how somebody like you Jackson is I think creating well taking support to a whole different level and doing that in mm. a really innovative way with these online platforms you know your website and your Facebook group uh, and your live Q&As creating a whole community of support that all nurses and midwives can connect with. Yeah, I, I find, I mean, I get messages daily now from students who have got graduates, students who haven't, um, grads who are concerned, senior nurses who are, I, I get messages from everyone from all sort of areas of nursing. And I guess the reason I think that is, is because the nurse break has become sort of a place of support. I think for all those who are listening, who are reaching out to the nurse break uh, or my, slash myself and some of my moderators, I would also consider contacting nurse and midwife support, especially if you've got some mental health issues, you're stressed, you had a shit day at work. I think there's just so much, there is a lot of support out there. I think the nurse, I'm, I'm super proud that people are reaching out to the nurse break and I will point you in the right direction and I'll provide guidance about whatever it is. And of course, my Facebook group is of course um, a platform for everybody just to get advice and support each other. However, I think there's also a lot of other support out there if you're facing sort of specific issues. So yeah, I would I'm, I'm, I would consider nursing midwife support as one. I'd also consider some of the um, other sort of hotlines as well. And then there's a lot of content online. But um, yeah, I think the nurse break has become um, a place where people have felt quite safe to ask their questions. And of course, I allow people to ask anonymous questions as well. So <laughs> via that um, mechanism, I've had some very interesting questions. People who haven't felt safe enough to ask these questions, either to their colleagues, their managers, or just general questions. So, so I got a range of anonymous people who want to um, post anonymous questions to the group. Some get through, some do not. And yeah, I think it's, it's, I think having a, a place where you can find support is really important. Also a place where you can find mentors. So hopefully I'm being a role model to, to some of the people out there. Um, uh, yeah. So I hope that sort of answers your question. Yeah, very much so, Jackson. And I think um, a key point here is around safety for nurses and midwives, not only their physical safety, and that's a key component, mm. obviously, around occupational violence, but also 
people's um, psychological safety or their mental health and well-being are really key issues here. How would you suggest that people look after their own health and well-being and keep themselves safe when they're doing the often challenging work they're doing, they may be experiencing occupational violence at work, or they're mm. just struggling with an issue like their drug and alcohol use and don't really quite know how to speak about it and reach out for support what would you say to them yeah so i guess there's a few points you mentioned one is the occupational violence so where i work in emergency and even on gen med wards for example and I, and also in aged care um there's a lot of violence as we all know um, and that takes its toll on you um it shouldn't be happening it is happening and there's not much we can do about it at the moment for some of the causes of violence so yeah i would so there's the occupational violence then there is, of course, the sort of internal sort of struggles you're dealing with. So mental health and addiction and, and so on, if that is something you're dealing with. How do you deal with that? I think for me at the moment, I'm, I mean, prior to nursing, I've done quite a few things, but I think I start personally with the premise that I work to live, not live to work. So often uh, I've had colleagues and they've just done a, a late early shift or they've done a double or they've just done a really busy morning or afternoon shift, and then they're asked to do a double. And uh, I think we sort of touched on this yesterday in the Q&A, but I think it's really important to know how to say no and to not feel pressured by colleagues, employees, your managers, or your desire to keep helping patients. It just becomes a, a, a dangerous cycle of being unsafe. With occupational violence, I think you need to people just need to realise that you need to pause and take time for yourself if it is affecting you. Also, risk ban everything that's physical or verbal aggression. Like we need to continue to not allow it to become a norm because I would say, I don't, I don't know, but from my experience of talking to people, it's become much, much worse in the, in the last few years than it was potentially 10, 20 years ago. And I think that's to do with more potent and aggressive sort of drugs that are on the market. A, health, a mental health system that's potentially not providing the correct supports to people and then they're sort of falling through the cracks and being brought in by the police. So, yeah, if you're struggling with your own sort of issues or you're, you're struggling from your experiences at work, I would say the first thing you need to do is realise that your priority is yourself first and then others. I think just go back to doctors ABCD that we're all taught. I mean, danger, you check in danger for yourself. So I think if you start making sure that you put yourself first, then you can really start to change things. The second bit would be just take a bit of time for yourself. You know, don't feel afraid to call in sick or get a medical certificate if you need you know, a mental health day off. Don't feel that is an inappropriate thing to be doing. Um, consider a different type of workplace or type of nursing. I mean, the benefit of nursing is we can do <laughs> anything you want. You can work in community, you can work in helicopters, you can do anything really. So if you think it's work that's causing your current issues and you're thinking to yourself as you listen to this, I'm struggling, but I don't know exactly what the cause is. Have a think of it as your workplace um, and then realize that you can always pick up and, you know, speak to your manager or just change sort of direction. I would also then a third point. So first point being prioritize yourself. Second point being consider the things that are causing it. And the third point would be that you need to go seek help, professional help, um, potentially. 
reach out to people that you know online, reach out to the nurse break, reach out, ask your questions in, in a public but safe forum or contact nurse and midwife support, contact other sort of assistance lines that are anonymous and 24 seven. So yeah, I'd say those are my three points. Yeah, really important points, Jackson. And just to pick up on some of those points, I think it's really vital that nurses and midwives reach out for support, as I said um, earlier, sooner rather than later. And we spoke about this last night on the live Q&A. We really like to be in the business of health promotion and early intervention. We don't like a nurse or a midwife to develop a full-blown issue and get to the end of their tether before they reach out for support because that's a really tough place to be and to exist in and of course we're there to support you if you have found yourself in that place but our advice is contact us and reach out for support sooner rather than later so nurse and midwife support 24 7 1800 667 877 or via the website nmsupport.org.au so just to interrupt i'd also say there's some amazing nurses out there doing some things as well um we've got athel from fords i would go check out him f-w-a-r-d-s you've got elena from the happy nurse and these are all aussie nurses doing some pretty cool things um so just on facebook you just go to the happy nurse there's also um the nurtured nurse there's a few other um if you're struggling with shift work there's emma from the other shift she's um a great that's, she's got a great website um on everything shift work for nurses so she's got lots of great tips um yeah i say there's there's lots of sort of resources out there from our colleagues who are starting little you know side hustles such as those and um, then you've got the more formal ones which I definitely suggest such as yeah nurse midwife support yeah so lots of um, great stuff going on out there and a big shout out to all those entrepreneurial nurses including yourself Jackson that have created these great communities and these great support services services for nurse and midwives you know it really inspires me greatly you know I'm probably a bit more towards the end of my career and I have a great hope and um, excitement for the future of our profession and all that we're going to do into the future particularly in relation to support for each other so if you're out there and you're wondering how to connect and how to join a community as jackson says there's lots of people doing great work so just connect with one of them and if you want to contact um, me at nurse and midwife support directly you can contact me via my email mark at nmsupport.org.au i'd love to hear from you i'd love mentoring nurses and midwives and i'd be happy to support you in, in any way i can and jackson how do people contact you and connect to the nurse break yeah sure so if you have facebook then just type in the nurse break and you can message the page directly or you can join the facebook group you can find our website which is www.thenursebreak.org so in google just type in the nurse break it'll pop up my email is hello at thenursebreak.org and we've also got instagram and linkedin so you can reach out in all those different ways That's great, Jackson. Now, Jackson, you're an early career nurse. I have to keep reminding myself of that. You've done done so much. What advice do you have for perhaps students out there or grads um, listening to this who might be trying to navigate the complexity of their new life, their new career, and feeling a bit overwhelmed by it? What advice as an early career nurse would you give them? 
yeah, I'd give some practical advice, including join a union, ANMF, for example, or your union in your state. I'd um, go check out some of the resources on a few different websites, including your website, for example, um, the Nurse Break website. There's a whole bunch of content for grads. And specifically, I would say go read about some of the Q&As that we've done from grads, people who are literally going to be who are in your shoes, but 12 months ahead of you. Um, there's also articles from students and we ask questions from students themselves, how they deal with assignments and, and shift work and so on. So my advice would be to check out some of the resources out there to also realize that if you think you're set on one clinical area, just pause and realize that it's not the be all and end all. For example, I always wanted to work in emergency, but my grad year included gen med. And I'll be honest with you, gen med, I loved it surprisingly. And I would now argue that gen med is effectively ED nursing because most people go into emergency are a gen med patient. So I just pause, don't rush things. Um, you don't need to know everything. You do need to have energy and, and a drive to learn. I think we are the final defense for our patients. So don't become complacent. Don't feel like you know everything because that's when your practice becomes dangerous. So yeah, just make sure you're always willing to learn, always willing to ask the questions that you may think are silly, but there's no silly question. Make sure you check out the resources that are out there. Don't pigeonhole, pigeonhole yourself too early. I'd also say if you, if you thought about it, but you haven't done it and you want to go rule and remote, just do it if you can. I'd say life's short and you never know if you're going to get that opportunity again. So don't have regrets. I'd also say for students, get your assignments planned early. For graduates, I'd say get your resumes and cover letters prepared early. You do not want to be stressing a few weeks out from application time. Yeah, those would be some of the pieces of advice I'd give. Great advice. Thanks very much, Jackson. Prior to the podcast, while I was thinking about this important topic of support and the conversation we were going to have, Jackson, I reconnected with the Code of Conduct for Nurses and Code of Conduct for Midwives. Uh, as nurses and midwives, we sign on to as part of our registration. So it's a Nursing Midwifery Board of Australia, Code of Conduct for Nurses, Code of Conduct for Midwives that you can access via the Nursing Midwifery Board of Australia website. And and 7.1 talks about your and your colleagues' health. And it says nurses and, and, and the Code of Conduct for Midwives says midwives have a responsibility to maintain their physical and mental health to practice safely and effectively. And then there's a whole lot of criteria under that that I won't go through now. So just a reminder to nurses and midwives listening to this podcast is that if you need another reason to focus on your health and well-being and your self-care, there is a big one just there. It's a requirement for us to do that in our code of conduct. But I hope you don't need another reason. I hope that you've carved out space in your day and in your week to look after your health and well-being because, believe me, it's vitally important. I had a period in my career that I talked about last night in the live Q&A where I experienced burnout and many nurses and midwives do experience burnout. And I actually don't want any other nurse or midwife to experience burnout. And so I'm on a crusade to stamp it out. So Jackson, what would you say to nurse and midwives around 
making their self-care and health and well-being a priority? Like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, I guess sort of similar to what I said before is that I, I, I make sure I recognise that I'm that I'm working to live and I'm living to and not living to work. So I make sure, yeah, it's firstly that. So make sure that I put myself as a priority first. I would say it's incredibly important for people to make sure they've got new, good nutrition, good food, um, a good physical sort of regime. Make sure if you, you know, you're exercising, make sure you're eating healthy. Make sure you consider other things such as reading a book and just relaxing at the beach or in the sun obviously with sunscreen, <laughs> make sure, you know, consider things like yoga and Pilates, sort of these more holistic sort of things that are quite powerful. I only haven't read a book in, in, in ages besides clinical books. And I went to Sydney recently and was just laying in the parks and just reading a book that my, my mother had given me. And I was just like, wow, this is very therapeutic. So yeah, I just, just pause and just take time for yourself. Yeah, really important advice, Jackson. And at Nurse and Midwife Support, we advocate that all nurses and midwives create a uh, self-care plan for themselves because as nurses and midwives, we're very good at creating care plans for other people, but we don't necessarily do it for ourselves. So I would... um, encourage you if you haven't already to take some time to develop your own self-care plan to set up some goals and intentions in relation to your your health and well-being your self-care to share those things with um, people in your life that um, are going to support you to be able to look after your own health and well-being because we're, when we're in the care and service of others it can be quite draining and we need actually to replenish our ourselves so yeah there's some really good tips and um, resources on the nurse and midwife support website and I'd encourage you to check them out and no doubt Jackson you have some great tips and resources on the nurse break website yeah indeed there are heaps of resources we're still building some of those sort of more mental health and well-being resources but yeah there's there's some great content out there so you just head to the website and click on blogs and you can choose by category i think there's some great tips from some of the mental health nurses so if you click on the tab mental health nursing there's some interesting articles there from some senior and junior nurses in mental health and they also sort of give some aspects um, around their perspectives on mental health and well-being as well um yeah so there's lots of resources out there and jackson I'm very committed to looking out for students and ensuring they have great experiences. What do you wish that you'd known as a student that you know now? Oh, tricky question. I wish I'd known that you just don't have to rush into everything. Um, I'd also say for students, it's really important to introduce yourself on, on placement. For example, as, as, um, the RN or AN on the ward, we get lots of students. And when the students come up to us and they don't introduce themselves, we don't know what year you're in, where you're coming from. And we also don't know what your goals are for that shift. So I think it's just really important for students to realize quite early on, don't learn this later in, is that you need to come to your placements um, healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, um, but also with a plan for your shift. So you need, I would say, come up with three goals and introduce yourself to your buddy nurse. Um, tell them what your goals are for that shift and just don't say no to things um, when offered. 
um, a learning opportunity, for example. I feel like some students learn that maybe too late and then they don't get as much out of their placements early on. So yeah, my biggest piece of advice for students would be to come to placements with a plan for what you want to learn and uh, make sure you are introducing yourself to your buddy nurse. I'd also say, um, I wish I'd known earlier that you should not do what I did and do your assignments last minute. You should, um, <laughs> yeah, I made that mistake. You should. Um, Lots of people do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd make sure you create a really like, um, use Google, Google um, calendar, for example, or something and um, become organized and schedule things and give yourself dead limits, dead deadlines and um, try to stick by them as much as you can. Cause your life will also become a lot, a lot less stressful if you do that. Yeah, great advice. And um, I, I have a piece of advice that um, I often give myself and I like to give to um, you know, some midwives. And that is that a lot of things we do in this profession can um, create fear or can create anxiety. And my advice is like, we all feel that way at some time. So face that fear or, or tackle that anxiety head on and just do it anyway because doing that anyway kind of kicks fear out of the way and hopefully there'll be a mentor a support person who'll be able to kind of hold your hand or guide you along the way and if you don't feel that's the case as I said before just tap somebody on the shoulder and ask them to you know be your guide while you tackle your fear and do that difficult thing that you want to do but you don't know how to do it exactly and i guess being a student's really stressful and like you've got so many sort of competing things you're trying to you know hold a job down fund yourself you know you're waiting for a grad job all these sort of things just um yeah just just be mindful of the sort of stresses that you're dealing with and realize that it's honestly so normal like every student has dealt with the same thing even those students you think are super high achieving and they get their first preference like they also stress just as much as you and it's a normal a normal feeling um so just yeah just give yourself some time yeah fantastic thank you very much now i can't believe we've got to the end of this podcast i could talk about this all day to you jackson (laughs) Uh, um, such important issues but as we wrap up um what does support mean to you and and in what form do you like to receive it yeah i think support can come in in a few different ways for me it's about having people I trust and are willing to give all they can to help. Um, I, I, I love being able just to sit down with someone and have a, a coffee or, or in my case, some sushi, cause I love sushi and just chat about whatever the issue is at that, at that point in time. Um, I think if you can, I think often in the society we have with social media, we have often become more disconnected, even though we are more connected so I think picking up the phone or just messaging someone and seeing someone in person can mean a lot more now. I think there's a lot of people out there who are potentially quite isolated, even though they may appear quite connected. So I'd say just, um, yeah, reach out, make sure you're, you're talking to people, not just just um, relying on social media completely. I'd say that's a quite, a, quite an important aspect of this. 
Yeah, great point. Thanks very much, Jackson. And um, please remember, if you're out there and you need support, support is available. Nurse and Midwife Support, the National Support Service for Nurses, Midwives and Students, anonymous, confidential and free, and 24-7, no matter where you are in Australia, 1-800-667-877, or contact us via the website, nmsupport.org.au. Jackson, a question I ask everybody right at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Any final words of wisdom? Um, final words of wisdom. Nursing is amazing. I think we are a blessed profession. I think there's many misconceptions about what we do. I would say just lap it all up. I mean, I've only been doing it for two years, but like doing my my role interviewing nurses from across Australia, there is so many cool things you can do. So just, yeah, look at the roofs, do a big smile and just realize that like whatever is pulling you down, you can literally get through it. Um, and in regards to nursing, I think it's a great profession. There's so many things you can do. So yeah, be excited that you're part of like one of the most trusted and one of the most interesting and challenging professions that exist. Yeah. Thanks, Jackson. You've been a great guest. I really appreciate your time, wisdom, expertise, and a huge respect for what you're doing with the nurse break. So thanks very much. I know we'll talk again. And I'll speak to you all next time. Look after yourselves and each other. Your health matters.